Welcome to the Cosmic Collective Podcast. I'm your host and psychic medium, Mads, and in this community, we talk about all things spiritual awakening, higher consciousness, and unlocking the path back to your soul. Welcome to the Collective. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast and happy Monday. Thank you so much for giving me so many topic suggestions on my Instagram last week. It was super, super helpful because I've been feeling a little um, need for clarity when it comes to you know the content that I'm posting on social media. And I really appreciated all of your Um, feedback and to whoever suggested manifestation like 101 material thank you so much because that is what we're talking about today I actually was able to get so many episode ideas guys actually like insane I have so many different like subtopics and like I'm very excited about um, all the options available to me to record now so thank you so so much and if you're not already following me on Instagram go and give me a follow at madsmess it's linked in the description you can get in on like voting for episodes or like suggesting episodes over there. So plus it's fun. We have like a nice community over there. Um, so today is manifestation 101. Life is a series of decisions. And I had this idea like life is a series of decisions, but I didn't know how to like incorporate that, but it's definitely like a manifestation topic. So this is what we're diving into today. And I know it sounds like whenever we first hear that life is a series of decisions I find sometimes like the ego or like the wounded ego I should say can be very like yeah okay like hmm, like but it's it's actually like high truth like life is quite literally a series of decisions right like what you choose to do when you wake up in the morning is going to set your day up for success or failure and now I don't really believe in like failure I believe failure is simply divine redirection but maybe that's a whole conversation for another time but in terms of like what I mean by failure I do think that there's a way to make decisions in your life that lead you feeling good versus you not feeling good and that's what I mean by failure is when you don't feel good you don't feel like yourself you feel tired and frustrated and annoyed and just like gross right like mentally physically energetically so The key point that I have with this episode is that manifestation is a direct reflection of the inner work you do and the physical actions you take on a daily basis. So many people think that, you know, repeating affirmations and just saying affirmations or just saying, yeah, I want this is going to like generate the manifestation, but that's not how it works here in the third dimension. Um, if we were in the fifth dimension, you were like, Hey, like I want a banana. Yes. A banana would appear like instantaneously. That's the fifth dimensional holographic matrix, but we don't live in a holographic matrix where the collective consciousness permits manifestation to be such a rapid vessel. We live in a very dense dimension where things are physically solid. So it takes longer for things to materialize. And the laws of manifestation here are quite different. So when it comes to manifesting, it's going to be based on the physical actions you take because we are physical beings on this planet, but it's also a reflection of how energetically clear and open you are within your mind, body, and soul. And I'm going to get into this. I have a really good like glass of water analogy that I share with all of my clients, um, and I'm going to share it with you all today. So stay tuned for that. 
So the one thing that, you know, I'm going to kind of like list off like certain things. So like overall, there's like two kind of key points that I have for you. And also at the end of this episode, I'm going to be giving you like a journal prompt exercise to like help you gain clarity to manifest as well. So you'll definitely want to stay to the end. Um, or pick up the end whenever um, you have a moment to like sit with yourself and think. But the first key to manifestation, um, the first decision you have to make is to stop living in the future and stop living in the past. Like if you live, and this is not to say that you can't have an idea or a clear vision of what you want for your future. What I mean by stop living in the future is stop waiting for things to happen. Like just stop waiting for things to happen. And I know it's so hard and we're going to kind of get into like why you might experience those blockages, but stop waiting for things to happen. When you are waiting, you're basically signaling to the universe, a red light, like a stoplight. And the universe says, okay, I guess we're just going to like sit here and like idle. And you're the one that has to decide to like turn that light green and fucking go. So this is not to be confused with living as your future self. It means stop living in the future. Be the future version of you now. Stop waiting to become that person and just be that person. Again, we're going to talk about how to do that in a minute. Also, stop living in the past. The past is not a like re- reflection of what is to come in your life. It's a reflection of what you had to go through to learn wisdom. If you look at your past and you can't see the wisdom from it either, then you need to reassess that and reevaluate Um, what lessons the divine, what your soul was trying to learn, pull the wisdom from it, let go, forgive, whatever it is that you need to feel and do, and then move forward, right? So that's kind of like the beginning gist of it. And the reason for this too is because in terms of how we view time, especially cosmic time, there is no past or future. There is only right now. When have you ever found yourself living in the future or living in the past? Never. You're always living in the present moment. So part of the divine masculine energy is to embody full conscious presence in the moment you are living, in the day you are living, in what you are experiencing. And if there is something in that day that isn't going the way you want it to, to change it in that moment. This is like one thing, like we always hear people say in society, oh, I'm going to start on Monday. Stop waiting for the future. Stop living in the future. Because if you don't make the decision now, you're very unlikely to make it in the future because there is something that's stopping you from making that decision now. And that is the blockage that needs to be healed, released, nurtured, transmuted into light. So presence is the key, the key point here as well. That's the, the, the divine masculine component of this. Um, the divine feminine component, we're going to get into at the end because divine feminine is all about receiving. So like not waiting, but receiving, um, waiting is, um, a wounded energy. Like if you're waiting for things to happen in your life, you're basically surrendering control over your life. And you're probably stuck in like the 3d matrix and doing what people tell you to do or what society or the government tells you to do. And that's like, you're just giving up your power. So the second point that, um, I have for you at the beginning of this is the life you dream of living starts with dreaming of what that version of you is like. So you can think of being a multimillionaire, of being the most fit, healthy version of yourself, of living in a beautiful home um, that you custom built, of having a family and children that you, you know, you want to create your own family. 
But if you don't also dream of what you are like as an individual person in all of these future contexts and experiences, then you're missing like 75% of the puzzle. So whenever you think of the home you're going to create or being a multimillionaire or being a parent or a husband or a wife or a partner, what are you like? Who is like who are you? What kind of person did you become to have these things in your life? You know, um, a lot of people will talk to me in sessions of like, well, I want to make a lot of money. And I say, okay, perfect. The universe has a bunch of money to give you. How are you going to open up systems to receive that money? You can't just sit there and think, I want a million dollars. I want a thousand dollars. I want, you know, this or that, and then not create systems to receive it. Think of it as like piping systems, right? Um, I said this example the other day in a session with someone and it's a bit like, it's a bit odd, but I feel, I feel like it does the point justice. You can think of receiving money as pipes, um, in your house that give you water, right? And let's say you are standing at the kitchen sink and you want water at the kitchen sink. Let's say that that's like a thousand dollars, right? But instead of turning on the kitchen sink tap, you turn on the bathroom sink tap you're not in the right place. So when you stand at the kitchen sink, you're not going to get the money. Like you're not going to, you're not going to get the water. You're not going to get what you want because you didn't open the right avenue, the right system to receive. I hope that makes sense. It's a, it's a bit of a, it's a bit of a weird of analogy. I, I will, I will say that. But the point remains is that if you want to generate a lot of money, if you want to generate love, you have to open yourself up through systems of, receiving that for example let's say you're manifesting love but you never leave your house well your soulmate is not just gonna show up at your door and knock on and say hey I'm your soulmate like want to fall in love and get married no and I hope that they don't because that would be like red flag stalker level shit right you have to go out you have to try new things experience new things that's the one thing with manifesting love I will say if you want a new love in your life if you want to experience love but you aren't trying new things in other areas of your life you should try incorporating that because you're showing the universe through those other actions that you want new that you're adventurous that you're putting yourself out there and then the universe responds to that by putting the right people in your path, by putting the right opportunities in your path, by putting the right circumstances in your path. So um, that's another thing too. Also, when it comes to manifesting love, money, anything, a new job, you have to feel worthy of it. And this is the key difference. So many people say, I know I'm worthy of it. And did you hear the language difference there? I said, you have to feel worthy. And a lot of people tell me they know they're worthy. Feeling and knowing two different things, masculine versus feminine, mental versus emotional. So this is something where you can logically know that you deserve something. You deserve more, you deserve better, you deserve your desires. But more often than not, the reason, well, it's not more often than not, it is the reason you don't have it. The reason you don't have what you want is one of two things. Um, one, you actually don't feel worthy of it and you don't feel like it's possible. You don't believe that it's possible subconsciously. 95% of your subconscious is what rules like your life. Like 95% of your life is a direct result of your subconscious mind. So you can consciously know something, but if you don't subconsciously believe something, it's not going to happen for you. And that's where the shadow work comes in. And that's why every time I send out a moon 
email, new moon or full moon, I always include prompts of like, where do you feel like you're not worthy of this? And I know people get so annoyed with seeing that. And it's like, well, I'm trying to get you to go into your subconscious. You just got to do it. Um, so that's the difference. Now, the second reason why you might not be receiving something for you is because you're not in alignment with what you're asking for. And that could be because you're asking for something from an ego standpoint or because, um, you have to take more steps um, or get into basically the non-attachment energy of being able to receive and align to what you are feeling ready to receive. And we'll talk about that a little bit in the energetics of it as well in a few moments. But in terms of like egotistical manifestations, like the your higher selves like did did not come here to have like specifically egotistical manifestations. Now that doesn't mean that you can't desire nice things. It's really more the reason behind why you're desiring something. So what I mean by this is let's say you're manifesting love, right? And you say, I want love because I want someone to give me X, Y, Z. I want someone to fill this or I want love because I feel lonely or anything that comes from like that lack mentality Anything that comes from lack is egotistical manifestation. Um, And the universe is not going to respond to that because what that reflects subconsciously, see how we're going into the subconscious here over and over again? But what that reflects subconsciously is that you feel like you are missing something without someone else or without something that is from outside of you. This includes money, jobs, things like that. If you feel like you are missing something in your life, the universe is going to reflect missing it. Make sense? The universe is your mirror. If you feel lonely, the universe reflects loneliness. If you feel heartbroken, you're going to see a lot of sad people in your environment. And I can say this because I've seen such a shift and like, I'll see it just like on like any random day too. Like for the most part, things are really good where I live. Um, the people are, I mean, you've heard me talk about Quebec, how people are like not the most kind, However, I will say I have put myself in new environments and have made sure that um, I go into these new environments with like really high vibe energy and the people have been amazing, so kind, so like such beautiful people. It's like the sweetest thing. Um, And then there's days where I'm in like a pissy sour mood because I'm human and I do get those days once in a while. And I will go out for a walk and like everyone seems to be in a pissy mood. The world is a reflection of you. Um, And it's more realistically a reflection of your subconscious mind. Um, So if you feel like, you know, I'll be happy when I get this job. I'll be happy when I have this amount of money. I'll be happy when or I won't feel lonely when I'm in love. I'm sorry, my love. You're not going to get any of those manifestations. Because I can tell you from experience those things, they will give you happiness for one moment and you will go right back into lack. And I say that from professional experience of seeing that in clients um, and, you know, rewiring that with them. And also from my own experience, um, I had this belief, um, you know, years ago, I was like, you know, if I could just have a job and have steady income, I'll be happy because I was homeless and unemployed at the time. Um, and I had to find happiness in literally the worst circumstances. Mind you, I was doing, I was, I was on drugs too. So I was smoking a lot of weed um, and I was struggling a lot. So, you know, there's that component to it. But I also was finding like gratitude every day of like, 
you know, being able to stay at a friend's place and, um, you know, not having to spend the winters on the street, um, despite, you know, not having a place of my own. So I found gratitude in those moments. And then when my business started, um, yeah, I was super happy for a moment, but then I was ready to like meet the next milestone and the next milestone and the next milestone. And even now, sometimes I have to check myself because I'm very, I'm very goal focused as well. Like I'm just like, I, I want to be at the next level and the next level and the next level. Like I'm just like on a huge personal mission to like ascend myself into my highest fucking reality. And I love that for myself, but there was a time, um, where I, and this is like, I have never shared this before and I'm not going to get too much into it, but basically I was like just not having the best time. Um, I was in like a lot of lack mentality and things just like weren't really working in my favor. Um, and I was like, I will be happy. Like I just want to reach this goal and I'll be really, really happy. And I will stop complaining and stop being in lack when I reach this goal. And to kind of prove this point to me, (laughs) the universe delivered what I wanted and it didn't stick because I immediately went back into lack mentality. So I got the manifestation. I was happy for all of mm, two, maybe three days. And then I was like, okay, I need more. I need more. And I didn't sit with it. I was like, I was barely even grateful for it. Like I did not sit in gratitude nearly long enough. Um, And so, you know, that goal quickly dissipated. Um, And that's okay, right? Because the universe was showing me this and it was such a beautiful lesson to learn because it really helped me understand, um, you know, how, how the subconscious works and how lack mentality comes into this. And the other thing is like, especially when it comes with, Um, like love or money or like just reaching any part of your next level in life is you can't do it from a lack place because if you come from lack mentality, you're not, even if you get your manifestation, you're not going to appreciate it because you don't even appreciate where you are and what you're experiencing in the present moment. And I know it's so annoying. One of my good friends always says this, you're exactly where you need to be. Like you are right where you need to be. And I think when the ego hears that, it's like, well, this is not where I want to be. And it's like, well, the universe gives you what you want when you accept where you're at, right? Like that's, that's, and I'm just looking at a piece on my vision board. It says it's already yours from the universe. It's like a quote that says like, it's already yours and it's being told by the universe. So I know it's annoying, but it's like, if you were meant to be in a relationship right now, if you were meant to be a multimillionaire right now, if you were meant to have the job right now, you would have it. So there is a reason you don't. And there is something that the universe is trying to illuminate within you so that you can heal it and open up to it. And we've talked about this before. I think, um, there's an episode on the podcast called how I manifested my dream life and how you can too, or something like that. And I walk you through the three laws of manifestation. One, law of attraction. Two, law of assumption. Three, law of detachment, or some people call it non-attachment. Those are the three laws. So law of attraction, you need to be the person that has what you want. If you envision a future self who wakes up at six o'clock in the morning, does yoga, does breath work, has a smoothie bowl, walks outside barefoot in a forest, like... I don't know. I'm thinking about the things that (laughs) sound good for me. (laughs) Then you have to do those things now. What do you think is the difference between you now and that future version of you? The only difference, and I promise you, the only difference is that future you fucking decides to do it. 
You hear what I'm saying? That's the difference. You could be that version of you right now, but you're not deciding to be. So how do you think you're going to become them? Right? So also I know oftentimes, because I know we have a lot of men listening to the podcast, which love, love, love seeing the masculines who are awakening. Like I've had such a huge influx of divine masculines, um, you know, reach out from the podcast and it's just so wonderful. I knew the divine masculines were awakening, but it's like so cool to see it, um, and interact with, um, you all. So if you catch me hearing, like if you hear me or you catch me saying she a lot, like or her a lot, I'm just so used to having like a predominantly feminine audience. So I am really trying to work on my like they, them, he, him, she, her, and like just including all the pronouns because I recognize that you probably don't want to be a she in the future. Or maybe you do. I don't know. Live your best life, man. Um, yeah, so that's, that's the key difference. You now just doesn't make the decisions that future you does. So if you want to be future you, you have to make the decisions that future you would. Um, and through that, you will start to enjoy where you're at because you're not going to be missing something, right? Does that make sense? Like, I feel like if it doesn't make sense, just like rewind and re-listen to this whole spiel all over again. Now, whenever you think of your future self in these habits, you also have to think about how they respond to challenge and how connected they are to themselves. So if you don't have a relationship with your inner child or your ego, then, you know, from my professional opinion, that's problem number one, because you don't even know what you desire and you don't even know what your blocks are because you're not connected to these points of your consciousness. Your inner child tells you, hey, I desire this. Hey, I feel this. Hey, this gives me joy and wonder and pleasure. And your ego says, but I feel like I can't do this because, but I'm afraid to take this step because your ego is the, until it's healed really is the, but, um, in, in this equation. So you have to connect with these parts of yourself to be able to clear these blockages. And you're probably going to start hearing mystic scratching my chair because he's decided he wants to join the podcast party, which is so sweet. My little king, um, but that's, that's the key thing here as well. Your inner child is also your emotions and how you react to triggers, right? So if a challenge comes up in your life, let's say you are manifesting a new job and you're taking the actions and you're applying to new jobs, but they're not manifesting for you. Maybe you're getting a lot of rejections. Then one, you need to check in with your inner child. Ask her how, ask the, I said her again, ask them how they're feeling, right? Like, why are you bummed about this? Like, what are you feeling? What does rejection trigger within you? Like, does it make you feel unworthy? Like, what do you believe when you're rejected? And then you have to check in with your ego and see, okay, like, you know, what are your beliefs surrounding this as well? Like, do you, do you believe that you're always going to be rejected? Do you believe that now that you've received this rejection letter that you're not good enough and you're never going to find the job? And this is where you start pulling the subconscious into the conscious mind, okay? That's how you do that reprogramming. Now, I'm going to leave um, two meditations in the description box. They help with this, specifically the Heal Your Triggers meditation on my website. This is going to help your ego. It's going to help you get to the root, the root, 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 root of what is going on and you can do it several times for the same trigger and the same wound and you will go deeper and deeper every time. I created it based on the process that I went through when I went through my awakening in 2019. I think I've told the story before but I'm gonna tell it again. I was just like 
really frustrated with the anxiety that I had about making phone calls. And I had a really important phone call to make. And, um, you know, it was like for a a potential job that I ended up getting. And then the, you know, pandemic kind of got in the way of that. And then I started a business. So like it all worked out, which is another thing, right? Like I also could have looked at that situation of like the pandemic coming and like me losing this career opportunity as like, oh my God, I'm never going to find employment. No, I knew something was going to, I was either going to get the job after the pandemic or something new was going to come along and something new came along. And guess what? I'm three years into it now, (laughs) nearly. Um, But I had this phone call that, that day and I was like, Madison, you're going to sit the fuck down and you're going to figure out why you get anxious with phone calls. And I just sat there and I put on some binaural hurts and I sat with myself in front of the window. The sun was beaming on me and I kept asking myself in third person. So stepping into the higher mind, asking my ego in third person, you know, Maddie, why do you get anxious making phone calls? And the first few times I asked my ego, she said, I don't know. And then she started getting really pissed off at me. She's like, I don't no. And I was like, okay, like you're getting defensive. So like, I know, you know, like, what is it? And I kept asking her and this went on for about like 45 minutes until I got like through the whole thing. Um, and it turned out that I was anxious of phone calls because I couldn't read the body language. And that was a little bit harder for me at the time to understand how this person was going to react towards me because I came from a very traumatic childhood where I had to use visual cues um to kind of prepare myself to um, be protected against trauma um and obviously I had clairsentience as well at the time but my clairsentience was uh kind of covered in a shell of anxiety so I always felt like people were viewing me negatively or that there was always like a trauma that was about to happen so I got to the root of that and I realized that that's why I struggle with phone calls it's why I struggle with listening to voicemails Um, so I enacted solutions for that as often as I could, I would schedule face-to-face calls with people like zoom meetings instead of phone calls, because that felt more comfortable to me instead of, um, when I eventually got to turn my phone back on and pay the thousand dollar bill because I couldn't pay my phone for so long because I was poor in the past. Oh, bless the past mads. Oh, she was so strong and resilient. Still am, but God, my heart and soul. Um, I decided to pay the extra $5 a month and I still pay the extra $5 a month for voicemail visual because then I can see the, um, voicemail like a text message and it takes away a huge amount of anxiety for me. Um, or like anticipation now is more what it's like. Um, so this meditation that I created for the ego of like getting through your triggers, it's the exact same process I went through years ago. Um, and it, it really helps. So I will leave that in the link below. I'm just going to link my meditations and binaural hertz category and you can go and like search around and get everything that you want. I also have an inner child meditation and that is free and that just reconnects you to your emotions. I bring you through a really beautiful, um, forest beach walk. It's really, really beautiful. One of my most creative, um, meditations, um, in terms of visualization for sure. That and the higher self one, honestly, if I were you, I'd get all of them. I think they're on sale right now too. And yeah, they're, they're a steal. So basically You have to take the actions. You have to make the decisions, masculine energy that your future self makes. Um, Point blank, period. If your future self eats super healthy, um, make decisions and eat healthy 70% of the time. Like you just got to make the decisions. 
If your future self has a great relationship with money, then you need to do the shadow work now and figure out why you don't have a great relationship with money. Also, I saw this thing the other day, this creator, I can't remember who it was or I would credit them, but basically she said, stop calling it a budgeting plan and call it a spending plan because it takes it from a lack word to an abundant word. And I really fuck with that. So I just wanted to share that. If you are finding it hard to enact new habits and make decisions, okay, one second, I'm going to go feed Mystic a second fucking breakfast because my Sagittarius King is apparently starving um, and I will be right back. All right, where were we? So if you're struggling to enact new habits, the book that I really, really, really recommend reading is Atomic Habits by James Clear. This book is something else. I read it in a book club with my Patreon members um, a few months ago. It is so good. The key thing that I have taken from the book is be 1% better every day. That to me is so attainable. I have a bit of, I'm saying a bit of, and I just heard my higher self go, a bit? (laughs) Ah. I have a bit of um, perfectionistic tendencies. Uh, I say this after giving my you know, upcoming book, my poetry collection that I'm publishing in December. Um, after I say this after giving it five rounds of final edits. And I am still not done. I'm like perfecting every line, every word. I just, it's hilarious. So I have a bit of perfectionist tendencies. Um... I do have a Taurus rising and a North node in Virgo. So like it makes fucking sense. I didn't, I I was about to say, I didn't choose that for myself, but I fucking did. Oh my God. Anyway, it's fine. Um, Point being, whenever I struggle with perfectionism, I always think, am I doing 1% better than yesterday? And usually, yes, it's true um, that I am. And then I'm just like, okay, like that's fine then. Like I'm good then. And some days the reality is I'm doing like 50% better than I was doing yesterday. And that's perfectly fine as well but as long as I'm hitting that like one percent better I feel really really good and over time I mean like if you do one percent better every day for a hundred days you're a hundred percent better than you were a hundred days prior right if you think about it so that's kind of the um the key tip that he gives you I think he gives like worksheets or like little exercises in the chapter summaries after every chapter I can't remember I'm gonna probably reread this book so um yeah, Atomic Habits by James Clear. I am going to leave a link in the description um, where you can purchase it. Um, yeah, so enjoy the book. Let me know if you like it when you read it uh, and what you take from it. My clients have all read it as well and they they rave about it as well. So you're getting like really good tea today. I'm like loving this for you guys. <laughs> so let's talk about the energetics. This is the feminine. So Like I said earlier at the beginning of the episode, you need to be in the receiving energy um, to receive a manifestation. A lot of times people stay in the masculine, like I got to do, I got to do, I got to do, I got to make my manifestation happen. And I've done this to you before. I actually did it the entire month of October or for most of the month of October. And then I'll, I'll give you a little story time. So I was manifesting something in October and I was like, I was, I was, I was trying to force the universe to give it to me because I was coming from a place of lack. I was coming from a place of lack. Oh my God. Sorry, by the way, I hate ASMR and I totally just did ASMR and I'm so sorry. I'm literally going to cringe at myself if I listen back to this episode. That was disgusting and disturbing. I am so sorry. For those of you who love ASMR, you're welcome. But, um, yeah, no, no, thank you. (laughs) 
<laughs> um, that was so weird. Anyway, here we are. It's Monday morning. This episode is going out like the same day. It's just, it's interesting. Anyway, here we are. So in October, I was manifesting something, but I was coming from a place of lack. And I knew I was coming from a place of lack, um, but I was really stressed out. So I didn't really care that I was coming from a place of lack. I was really fucking stressed. And I got so stressed and so frustrated with the universe and my higher self, <laughs> like usual, whenever those things happen, um, that I literally said, fuck it, fine then, whatever. It is what it is then, whatever. Like, I'll just, hopefully you fucking pull through for me, but like, you know, you know, just let's fucking hope that you do because this fucking sucks. <laughs> Two weeks later, got everything that I was fucking manifesting. <laughs> everything that I was manifesting because what did I do? I embodied that third law of manifestation, the law of non-attachment. The law of non-attachment is the most key fucking part of this, right? So you have to believe that if you are in alignment, so you're manifesting something from, um, you know, an aligned place, you're manifesting something from abundance. Um, you can hear mystic probably playing around, um, in the background, I apologize. There's nothing I can do to stop this king from living his best life. It's mystics world. We're all just living in it. Okay. So, you know, um, law of attraction, you are living in alignment. You are coming from a place of abundance when you're manifesting Two, law of assumption. Because of that, you assume that then the universe is going to respond to you. And that is a law of the universe. The universe will 100% respond to you. Three, law of non-attachment. Be okay with not receiving your manifestation. Because if you want your manifestation so bad that you need it to happen, what is need? Need is lack. Need is missing something. What will the universe then reflect to you? Missing something, not having that thing. You have to act as if you already have things. So let's say you want to be a multimillionaire, okay? Cool, love this for you. Totally possible. Create the systems. Take steps every day to create those systems. Come up with genius ideas that will generate revenue. Like, I love this for you. Also, if you want to be a multimillionaire, you have to create something passive. Like, so many people come to me and they say, like, well, how can you become a multimillionaire doing, like, service-based things? Like, you you can't unless you have a team that does it for you, um, you know? So that's that. You have to create a system that is passive for you. Um, and that all takes time, right? Like that just, it takes time. Um, you also won't become a millionaire in a week or overnight. Like it takes years. So give yourself the patience and the grace to like make it happen. Um, so you have to live as if you're a millionaire. And I'm going to tell you something. Millionaires aren't out there going to Louis Vuitton, going to whatever other fucking brand names there are. Um, they're not going out shopping every day and spending money. They are digesting material money um mindset material um stock investment material that allows them to learn how to make their money work for them rather than them working for the money so read more mindset books when it comes to money read all the books that you can um learn from people who are doing what you want to do financially like just learn from them um start consuming that content do the things that you're future millionaire self would do um, and also start brainstorming how you're going to create these systems like what are you passionate about like what do you want to create in the industry that you want to work in um, or like make changes in you have to like look at that right that is how you start taking the actions um, and strategizing and getting the vision and that puts you into alignment 
Now with the feminine here, it's assuming, again, assuming that because you're doing those things, you are going to receive it because the universe is going to respond to you. And being so secure in the way that the laws of the universe work, because again, they are laws of the universe. You cannot change them. It is the fabric and the literal function of the universe know that it's going to come to you and be okay with it taking the amount of time it needs to take because if you were meant to be where you want to be you'd be there already you would have already done all the things you would have already received the thing so that's one thing if you want to manifest love um you need to be in love every single day you need to be so in love with yourself first and foremost and i'm going to talk about this in a minute you also need to be so fucking in love with life because people always talk about how do you know um you know if if this is a good partner how do you know um if you're manifesting the right kind of partner into your life well first of all make the intention to only manifest the right partner into your life and if you're still single for a while it's because you're not in the energy to manifest the right partner into your life you need to vibrate a little differently and that's okay right that again that comes in with the shadow work the shadow work is such a key thing to this like I feel like so many people are like you just need to like say affirmations and like believe what you want and take steps like no you really gotta go into your subconscious bro like you really gotta go in there and like oh my goodness mystic are you good dude sorry guys that's probably so annoying to listen to it's just as annoying for me to listen to right now but I love him so much and like it just is what it is um but shadow work is like the key point of this so like do you love yourself if you don't love yourself you're not going to attract love not the right kind of love you're going to attract people that highlight to you reasons that you don't love yourself and that's a really shitty feeling mystic oh my thank you good job for finishing that off my god um also i'm not editing this i couldn't be bothered to like sit back and edit this I have a very busy and packed day that I'm very excited about so you're going to be hearing all of this and I'm honestly not really sorry because this is the vibe that we're going with this Monday but if you don't love yourself you're going to find partners who reflect that they're not going to love you in the way that you want to be loved why because you don't love yourself the way that you want to be loved again a mirror right and I know I'm saying this with like a little bit of attitude but like I'm just trying to get it into your head because I know sometimes the ego needs a little bit of tough love you know so um you have to do the deep inner healing and so this is the analogy that I share with all of my clients it's the glass water analogy and I've been sharing this since fuck I can't even remember probably like 2019 you have a glass of water it's half full and it's been sitting on your nightstand for a few days and you look at it and you're like yeah I kind of want new water Like this water is like not good enough for me anymore. Like I appreciate it and it could work. You know, it would would hydrate me, but I want fresh, cold water. Do you keep the water in that three-day-old glass and refill it with new water? You're all saying, no, that's gross. No, I wouldn't do that. No, I want fresh water. Okay, well, it's the same thing when it comes to receiving manifestations on two components. One, the feminine. If you are manifesting new water, but you still believe everything that manifested the old water, does that make sense? Then you're not going to be willing to let go of the old water to get the new. Do you get what I'm saying? You have to be a vessel, belief system, to receive the new water, which means you have to be willing to let go of the old water, old beliefs, old things, old habits, old relationships, old cycles, old experiences, old paradigms to accept the new so that you can go and grab the new water. 
actually technically you'll be receiving it because you're not going to go grab your manifestations. The universe is going to give it to you, but you get my point. Now, the masculine part of this is you also have to be willing to take a new action, which is dumping out the water. And this is the most common time that I use this explanation. You have to be willing to let go of what isn't meant for you. So sometimes people will manifest a new job because they're unhappy in one job and then they like get let go or, um, you know, something happens where like they have to leave their job and they're like, why would the universe do this to me? It's like, well, you asked for a new job because you don't like the one that you're in and you want a more aligned job. You can't get a new job when you're stuck in one that you hate. And that's not to say that you have to leave a job before like applying to new jobs. It's not what I'm saying. But it's like in, in certain circumstances, you have to be willing to let go of what isn't serving you. If you're in a relationship that you're not happy in and you want to meet the love of your life, well, you're not going to meet the love of your life if you're in this karmic relationship. It's just not it. It's not going to happen. So you have to take the step and choose yourself, choose to love yourself, choose to want better for yourself, whether it's a job or in any scenario. Um, and, you know, trust that in doing so that you're opening yourself up to receiving that manifestation. Now, this is where the, the fine balance between doing and receiving comes in. So for example, in October, when I was manifesting this thing that I wanted, I kept going and doing and doing and doing and, 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 and kind of pushing um, and like, more than I would and I knew I was doing it in a way that wasn't in alignment to me because it just it felt weird if that made sense like it just didn't feel like me um in a weird way like I just felt like I was doing this action because that's what I had to do to get my manifestation that's kind of what I'm trying to say once I stopped doing what I thought I had to do and just started taking actions that lit me up and felt good, I then got into my feminine energy. I'm predominantly a divine feminine as well, so that's a little bit easier for me. But I then got into my feminine and I opened myself up because if you are a divine feminine or even if you're not a divine feminine and you want to receive something, you need to be in the feminine to receive like certain manifestations. When it comes to love, it's a bit different divine masculine. So maybe we'll do like an energetics on the polarities in another episode so I can explain this more deeply. But um, in terms of just like general manifestations, you need to be in your feminine. You need to be willing to take a step back and say, okay, I've taken all the actions I can take. Now it's just about allowing the universe to respond to the actions I've taken. And that's being in the feminine. And as soon as I had that moment where I was like, you know what, I've done everything that I can do. Like there is nothing more that I can do to show the universe, to align myself with the manifestation I desire. I switched into my feminine, albeit in a very pissy kind of way that day, which is probably why it took two weeks, (laughs) which is still really a quick turnaround. But as soon as I got into my feminine, things started generating for me. And within two weeks, I got everything I wanted. So you have to be willing to take the actions, the masculine, right? Take the actions that you need. But once you've taken all of those actions, you got to get into your feminine and just wait for the universe to respond. And by wait, I don't mean like idle. I mean, continue doing things that feel good. Like some, your actions feel different every day. So for example, some days I want to go weight lift and that feels really good for my body. Other days I want to stretch and do yoga and go for a long walk because that feels good for my body. My actions are different every day, but I'm still working towards the same goal of having a healthy body to live in. Same thing with any other kind of manifestation. So think of it as the water in the glass. You can't get the new if you don't dump out the old. And whether that's belief systems or letting go of the physical things around you or that you're connected with to be able to receive the new. 
Now, the next part of this is your quantum field, understanding your quantum field. And I'm not going to touch too, too much on this, but I did want to kind of bring it in. We're going to do like a whole episode on the quantum field and quantum leaping because that was also a requested episode. So I'm going to do a whole thing on that eventually. But your quantum field, I want you to think of it as this like multi-layered bubble um, around your body. You can't see it, but you can feel it. If you've ever walked into a room and you were like, oh, that person is fucking pissed. (laughs) You are feeling the energy that they're putting in their quantum field. So knowing that now, I want you to pay attention. I want you to, you know, tap in with yourself right now. Um, What are you emitting right now? If someone were to walk into a room and pick up on your energetic field, what would they feel? And if it's a negative energy, and this is not to say don't feel your emotions because that's going to cause blockages. You're allowed to feel your emotions. But if on an everyday daily basis, you're putting out pessimism and lack and the universe is against me, any, any of that kind of like, you know, lack mentality, that fear-based programming, uh, that disempowered programming, that is what the universe is going to respond to. So shift your quantum field. You can do this with meditation. You can do this with my binaural hertz. Um, you absolutely do this with shadow work transmuting shadow into light that is a huge reason why I'm such a big proponent of telling people to do shadow work my whole programs are basically like my three three month long coaching programs it's like a year in total are literally kundalini awakening coaching programs that bring you through your deepest shadows and transmute them into light so I will leave um, a link below where if you want to talk about that with me um, you can book a discovery call I am accepting new clients for January. Um, So if you want to kick off the new year, shedding your shadow and shining your light, that used to be my old like Mads Mess um, quote back when I first started. Um, If you want to shed your shadow and shine your light, then uh, consider working with me. I can absolutely get you to the point where you want to be if you are willing to do the fucking work. That's the other thing. But anyway, we'll get into that another day. (laughs) Um, So if you are feeling more dense emotions on a regular basis, your um, quantum field is not going to be as expansive. It's not going to be as big and therefore it's less attractive with the universe, which means you're not bringing in the things that you want. When you're in love with life, when you're in bliss, when you are grateful for everything that you have, um, because I'm telling you, life could always be worse, right? And you can say that, well, Mads, not really. Like I'm at rock bottom. Nope. Trust me. (laughs) it could be worse. (laughs) Um, and I say that because even when I was homeless and had no money and had no food and was eating one box of Annie's mac and cheese over a span of three or four days, only being able to drink water and the coffee that was left over in the sublet that I was in that I couldn't pay for. And, um, didn't have a place to call home. Trust me. It could have been a lot worse because I couldn't pay for that sublet. And that person could have been like, Hey, get the fuck out, go live on the street. Um, in the middle of, Canadian winter, but they didn't. Things could have been a lot worse. Find the gratitude in what you're experiencing. So it could, and I'm not saying, this is the thing. It's like, I say this, but I'm also not saying like invalidate what you're going through. Accept that it's hard. Be grateful for the good things and know it's going to get better is basically where I'm at with this kind of lesson that I'm teaching you. Because whenever I was, you know, in, in that circumstance. And actually that's so weird to think about because that was literally three years ago now. Like I was really struggling three years ago. And if you would have told me that, oh my God, I'm going to get, I'm going to get nostalgic and sentimental. Um, 
three years ago, if you would have told me, I was about two weeks away from being fired um, illegally because of my mental health, my anxiety. If you would have told me that it was going to get worse and then it was going to get a lot better, um, I probably wouldn't have believed you. But three years ago, at this time of year and, and moving more into December, every day I woke up and I was just grateful that this person was letting me stay in their apartment despite not being able to pay for it. Like I, I was just really grateful. Um, I was very hungry. <laughs> I lost a lot of weight. Like I said, I laugh when I get really uncomfortable. It wasn't funny. Um, but there were, you know, I, I found, I found gratitude in it. It was good for fasting. It was good for spirituality. Um, you know, things like that. I recognized that I never wanted to be in a position where I couldn't afford food again. So I accepted that. I said, this is like, this is not it for me. Like, this is sad. This is hard. This is painful. My body is so malnourished. I can feel it. Like, this is just like, I'm so hungry all the time. This is not where I'm going to be forever. This is not where I want to be, but it's going to get better. I just kept telling myself that. So did I have gratitude for not being able to eat food? No, but I had gratitude for having like a place to stay in the winter. So, you know, it kind of balances itself out. And I just knew that things were going to get better. I knew that like life, that wasn't the end of life. Like I just, I just had this faith, honestly, that like the universe and my higher self had more for me. And in a way I had manifested what, you know, I experienced because I had always said before, I wish I could just take a fucking break. I wish I didn't have to work. I wish I didn't have to like take care of my bills. I just want a goddamn fucking break from this matrix. Turns out my break from the matrix was me breaking out of the matrix. Um, kind of cute how my soul did that for me in a very painful and semi-traumatizing kind of way, but it worked out. And three years later, I live in my dream apartment. I'm sitting here on this podcast telling you the story like it's a like it, it, like I've grown from, I mean, I have grown from it, like, right? Like, it's just, it's like it never happened, but obviously it did. It shaped me into who I am. So find gratitude in the moment. I was taking care of a cat during that time. And like, God, I was so in love with that cat. So those, those energies really put that out in my quantum field. And I dove deeply into my fucking shadow. I dove so deep into my shadow. I learned so much about myself and I was like, hmm, yep that shit makes a lot of sense. And I transmuted it and I healed it and I became a better version of myself. So then my quantum field expanded and I was able to attract more to me. And then I took leaps of faith with tarot card readings and all of that stuff and expanded my quantum field. Um, so just, you know, like validate what you're going through if it's hard. And like, I have compassion and so much empathy and love for you, but also know that it's going to get better. So just try and find one thing every day that you are genuinely in your heart grateful for. I don't care how small it is. I don't care how big it is. Trust me, that is the recipe for manifestation, expansion, and transmutation. You cannot be in a negative emotion or headspace if you are in a gratitude state. You're, it, like, it, it fucks up the wiring in your brain so well. Like your brain kind of does like a cannot compute. Gratitude, cannot have anxiety. What? Cannot compute. It's it's how it works. Now, uh, one last point with the energetics is you don't have to manifest with the moon. I used to think that you had to manifest with the moon. You don't have to fucking manifest with the moon. You don't have to wait for anything outside of yourself to manifest. You just got to have your energy in alignment. You just got to make sure you've got the right beliefs in your subconscious and your conscious mind, and then you can manifest the shit at any time. Um, yeah, end of story. 
point blank period. I still will say if you manifest during a solar eclipse, it's going to eclipse a lot of shit out of your life so you can receive your manifestations. But I manifested with an eclipse three years ago in December and I lost everything so I could gain everything that was meant for me. And it was the best thing to ever happen to me. So there is that. Now you're like, okay, I want to do this. I'm ready, Mads. Let's do the exercise. So let's, let's get fucking started. Get out your journal or your notes app. We're going to do this together. I'm going to ask you questions and you can just like um, listen to the question, pause, and then hit play again. So number one, get clear. Who is the ideal version of you? When do they wake up? What's the first thing they do when they wake up? And what emotion is the most dominant in their life? So you can pause this, answer that question. One thing I will add, my, my good friend who I referenced earlier, um, she always says this, your mornings create your days, your days create your weeks, your weeks create your months, your months create your years, and your years create your life. And through that, she has created an incredible meditation app that I use all the time. I use my own, mani- um, my own manifestations. <laughs> I use my own me- meditations and I also use hers. Um, they're very, very different. Mine are like very like connect with your soul and expand your consciousness. And hers are like change your energy and emotions and like be the person you want to be, which and ultimately have the same goal, but they're very, very different. So I'm going to link um, her app below. It's called Superhuman App or Superhuman Meditations on the App Store. Um, it's available on Apple, Android, I think like every phone. Um, trust me, trust me. Do the two-week free trial and tell me how much your life has changed. It's really, really good. Her meditations are actually what helped me manifest um, the beginning of my career as a coach. Just a heads up. And now moving into the second question. Take inventory. What are your current habits? Do every sphere of life here. What's your morning habits? What's your evening habits? How do you eat? How do you nourish your body? Um, Do you move your body? Do you love yourself? How do you love yourself? What kind of self-care activities do you do? Write it all down. And when you're done with that, I want you to compare the list of who the ideal version of you is, the habits that they have and the habits that you currently have. What changes do you need to make to be more like the ideal you? Start small. So if your dream self is an early riser, let's say they wake up at like five, six every morning, but you wake up at like eight, nine, just start 30 minutes earlier and go to bed a little earlier because that helps too. And again, in the name of James Clear, strive to be 1% better every day. And honestly, that is a saving grace. Be 1% better every day. Make a decision every day that lights you up, that makes you feel really good about yourself, that makes you feel like you are moving yourself into this higher version of you. And I promise you, do this recipe. It's 10.01 as I'm saying this, completion and ending. Do this every day. Do something every day that is more like the person you want to be. You will become that person um, because you're going to start making the decisions. Like I said, the only difference between you and the person you want to be is that the person you want to be makes the decisions that you're not doing right now, that you're not deciding to do. A little tough love for you this Monday, but I figured this is a good episode to hear on a Monday. Well, I mean, all our episodes go up on Mondays usually, but anyway, it's not the point. (laughs) Um... What was I about to say? Oh my gosh, that's my cue. I need to wrap things up. Um, but just 
you know, get your ass in gear this week. I want you to be gentle with yourself and be compassionate, be 1% better every day. But I want you to be 1% better every day. So I want you to decide right now, what is the one thing that you're going to be 1% better at every single day this week? And I want you to do it. And if you fall off the wagon, I always say best to do things four out of the seven days of the week rather than less than, uh, because then at least the majority of the time you're being better. So aim for seven days, commit to four. Anyways, that is my manifestation 101. Your life is a series of decisions episode for you, my loves. I hope the information helped. I hope it was illuminating. I hope you enjoyed the semi chaos that it was um, with Mystic in the background and my thoughts kind of bouncing around everywhere. Um, And I will see you in next week's episode, which is the guest episode. So I'm very excited for you guys to hear um, who we're going to be speaking to. So go be your divine self this week. You got this. I love you.